they're rising, they're rising, they keep rising, the cold. There's nothing we can do to stop them. There's regions that are prepping of it. Shut it down, shut it all down. What do you mean the whole thing? Shut the whole economy down. There's going to be riots in the street. I don't want to panic. This country. Everybody's going to die. Everybody. You don't have snack spaghetti sauce at a store. Initiate Operation Warp Speed. Commence the political dampener. Damn it, Jim, I'm a comedian, not a political science major. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Hey, what's up, guys? Here we are, back at it. Shit's still fucked, and we're uh, we're back here. Ian, Tanner, Andrew, raining in the chaos here at In Chaos We Trust. But before we get into that, get on down to Riverside Wine and Spirits right there on Manufacturers Road, and Merchants on Main right there on Main Street. We've got tons of great gift ideas. You know, even if you're passing through town. Actually, I'm going to give you a uh, a play-by-play here of a good idea if you are, are from out of town, you're coming to Chattanooga to visit, swing into town, you can hop by, hop into Pax Brew Room. They're not even a, uh, a paying advertiser, just a cool spot. Hop in there, grab a beer, pop across the street, go into Merchants on Main, get you a, I don't know, a I Love Chattanooga t-shirt or something and a cool picture from yours truly. And then uh, on your way out of town, right there off the interstate, you can hop into Riverside Wine and Spirits pick up some beer from a local brewery and uh, head on out of town, wherever you're from. And uh, yeah, also you should go check out the Hopped Up Network at thehoppedupnetwork.com. There's tons of great other podcasts there and uh, brewchat.com. We've got everything brewchat-esque there and we're shifting into a network. So there's going to be more shows that you'll be able to get at brewchat.com along with other great content. And uh, brewchat.com slash store We've got some t-shirts and shit like that we're trying to hawk and sling. So go help support us. And uh, yeah, like I said, shit's still fucked. It's, uh, I guess, what's the date for this Monday? 26, I think. Let's see here. Yeah. Um, yeah, 26. 26. So uh, yeah, rain in the chaos. Let's get into it here because we were talking about this in the Discord chat we have. And uh, we were disagreeing at first. But I think I'm coming around to it because honestly, this Delta variant at first, I won't lie. I thought um, I thought it was just like news bullshit of like kind of this thing. The way CNN's and Bill Burr got on this a little bit in the past week is how CNN is talking about Trump again because it gets their ratings up mm-hmm. is I was starting to think that news networks were starting to do the same thing with coronavirus because they had people their eyeballs glued to the TV for a year and now shit's letting loose. People don't have to tune into the news as much. The ratings are dropping. So, Oh, let's drum up some more bullshit. And I was in the camp of, well, I'm vaccinated. So what the fuck I got to worry about. And everyone, literally everyone I care about is vaccinated at this point. So, you know, I don't mean to be callous about it, but it's been a year and it's your fucking choice as an American. uh, If you don't want to get vaccinated. So, Yeah, I thought the numbers and the Delta variant stuff and them talking about this was just kind of bullshit because there was that other variant that happened that was kind of bullshit. I don't know if it was bullshit. It was just... But it was just like... Well, I mean, bullshit as far as like nothing really happened with it. Well, I think that's a problem with Delta is that it is. And uh, so there's this one now and it seems like it's a real deal threat. I would assume that by Delta, it means that it's the fourth. maybe Maybe I'm wrong on that. That's just my assumption, but um, yeah, it well it Mr. does. Mr. Greek over here, yeah. third, right? <laughs> or what's the? 
Oh, I just, I just Delta for D. I don't know. Is yeah, it, but there, I think it's Alpha Beta Delta. Is that how it goes? Okay. See, I'm not. See, I'm not Mr. <laughs> <Sorry>. Greek. No, <laughs> I mean sorry. that's fine. That's fine. Well, now I feel like a dick. No, I'd rather be right. Right off the fucking. <laughs> bat. I'd rather be correct. Right off the right. Well, we're what two minutes in, and I feel like a dick. So we're actually <laughs> right on schedule. Let's All go. right. Uh, no, my my take <laughs> is that uh, it's very. Um, it you know. All the data is it, it is very spreadable, but as most diseases go, the more spreadable, the less overall deadly it is. Now, that's not to take away from people who are dying from it, but it, similar to the COVID that we've been dealing with, it is primarily the main people who have to worry about it are A, the, the non-vaccinated. So if you're vaccinated you, and you catch it, you probably won't die from it. I kind of think I caught it and I don't think I died from it. So I think that's all right. Um and I also I also think that because I've caught it and I'm vaccinated, that does probably help my immune system overall going forward. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know the the whole, um, you know, uh, ins and outs of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find the statistic, yeah. but I read somewhere <clears throat> the other day in two different places, actually. Um, one. Well, one I heard on NPR, but it was like. 90 to 97 percent of the people dying from COVID are unvaccinated people these yeah, days. That's, that's what I think I, it was in the upper 90s. I, yeah, I think it was like it's very high. Yeah. And, and the people uh, infected in general. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty much to the point. Well, if you're not infected or if you're not vaccinated, well, that's on you. Yeah. They even are calling the ones like the cases uh, that happen to vaccinated people breakthrough cases yeah. because like they're that kind of uncommon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rare. But like, you know, that the right and like people that are on vaccine yeah. are taking that and running with it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, look at all these breakthrough cases. It's like, yeah, well, look mm -hmm. at quote unquote all of these. And then you look at the grand number of things and it's like there's there's a reason they call them. Yeah. Breakthroughs. Yeah. And it just uh, I don't know. I was kind of in the camp with you, Ian, where it's like, well, we're vaccinated. What the fuck we got to worry about? You know, what's well, it's I mean, it's less that what the fuck do we have to worry about? Yeah. You, you know, still practice good hygiene, you know, try not to get sick. But I think COVID's here to stay. I think we're going to see a yearly mm -hmm. variant. I think it'll be, we'll probably have to get boosters for the vaccine. Mm -hmm. I, I totally think that's just going to be a part of life now. Um, I mean, I, what I'm more worried about is when, you know, like we're, we're already, you know, we've got the seasonal cold, seasonal flu, now seasonal COVID. I'm really more worried about what's going to happen, you know, 20 years from now when we've got a way bigger stack of all these different seasonal ailments we've got to fucking juggle and take different medications for and worry about not not to mention how these inter medications interact with each other and stuff so mm. th that's really more my concern uh but i i do think kind of we're in the camp at this point or i'm in the camp at this point where um i'm not really ready to go back to masking up and all that stuff because i think that it defeats the purpose in the first place. It it it, it creates less incentive to get the vaccine because yeah. the whole point of the vaccine is you get to go back to normal. Um, and then if you if all these vaccinated people are going around back back into social mm -hmm. distancing, back into wearing masks, then it's not then the people who are hesitant, it's not going to make them more ready. They're going to go see it doesn't do anything. Those, these people are still scared. And so I think that like. You know, there is the the consideration of, well, at least I'm not going to if I have it, I'm not going to spread it. And like, to be honest, when I was sick, I didn't know what I had. But when I had to go to the store, I masked back up because I was sick. I think that's a good practice. I think we should hold on to that practice. If you're mm -hmm. sick, definitely wear a mask out. Mm -hmm. If you have to go into public, you also shouldn't like I think we need to get past. I mean, this is a bigger societal thing. I think we need to get past where like people feel like they still have to work if they're sick and go into the office and things like that. Mm -hmm. So. 
it, you know, I, I think that that's a factor as well. Like where if you're like, well, I have to be around people and I don't have a choice. Well, that should, that should never be the case ever going forward because of what we've seen, you know, in the past year, but I, I'm still not ready to go back into like, oh, I need to be considerate about my fellow people because it's all people who are unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. They're not considerate uh, to me. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Well, I, I, so sorry. no, go ahead, man. I was going to say, I, I think it's hard to, it's like the way that I've been thinking at it, uh, thinking about it in the last couple of days too, is like, it's well, I'm an only child, but like, imagine if you have like a younger sibling or any sibling, right. And it's something where you get in trouble for something and then your parents are like, all right, well now your brother has to wear a mask yeah. for a week. Yeah. Because like, that's the way that it is, is because like the people that are quote unquote, the ones getting us in trouble are the ones that aren't vaccinated and weren't masking up in the first place, which like to Ian's point, like I actually don't disagree with a lot of that because like the same people that aren't getting vaccinated are not going to go back into society with masks. I think that's like a, you know, it shouldn't be too much to ask, but it is like for those folks. And uh, yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. It just, it seems like it's that thing where it's like they're getting in trouble and then the rest of us are the ones that have to like foot the bill for it. It's, Mm. it's yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's hard to take. Yeah. Like I'm ready. Like, I I don't know like exactly your stance on it, but like, I know we talked a little on the discord and that's even been a couple days, but like, uh, I am ready to mask back up if that is going to be the best thing that we can do. Yeah. Like, and I'm not going to wait on a Hamilton County mandate for it because I don't think that realistically, like Coppinger's not, it's going to be a minute before he gets back to that. Right. Well, he, he, probably, he probably won't. Well, he probably won't. He, 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 he won't. won't yeah. And I don't see how looking at, like, they could ever impose space. another lockdown. They're not going to get people to lock no. down again. Yeah, that's that's just not going to happen. They won't put another mask mandate back in. But if you mm. follow the numbers, it rose 200 percent last week. It's going up like in you guys are week, on Reddit. It was actually over 200 percent. It was like 213 or. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. you guys follow the Chattanooga subreddit. Yeah. Like there's like, you know, they post the numbers pretty much every day in there for Hamilton County. And it's uh it's not looking good like you know the the more you zoom in on the recent ones no and it was you mentioned the kids and it's getting to the point where it was when when they oh sorry go on yeah well i was just saying you mentioned the kids is uh that's actually what kind of shifted my opinion a little bit is i'm still with you ian fuck these fucks that don't want to get vaxxed and they're it's oh you're with me too on that don't don't get me wrong (laughs) and it's just like these are the same shitheads that were out there like i don't know for about a month i feel like the country marched in the same direction and then cinco de mayo memorial day hit and it just shit went loose and it's the same people they were protesting the lockdowns then they protested uh masks then they protest the elections then they protested the vaxes and uh here we are at QAnon. Mm-hmm. and i don't know i was thinking about these fucks and I don't want to digress too much from the Delta, but fuck it is. Uh, it's almost to me like these anti-vax people. It's almost like they watched the George Floyd protests. And in their eyes, because they're racist and they don't actually see what those protests were about, they just see a bunch of hoodlums in the streets they saw that and they were like, well, they got what they wanted by burning a target. I guess we should try to burn a target and get what we want. Which we didn't get. What but, we wanted, but yeah, we didn't. Which shows their misunderstanding say, of they, those they protests. See, yeah. But it also shows their misunderstanding of protests in general. And that what they're protesting is something fucking asinine. Mm-hmm. That, like, that, that guy that I uh, talk about 
way too often on here. He posted last week on Twitter or this week, I think, on Twitter something about like, um, hey, you know, like last year, Democrats were out there pretty much exactly your point. He was like, hey, Democrats were out there all last summer into last fall and on protesting for dumb shit. You guys can get out there and protest that, you know, it's your body, your choice, which is like. I don't think he used those exact words because it's like, you know, life isn't that Which, sweet. Why doesn't that but, carry over to abortion? Exactly. Right. Up. Exactly. And we don't have time to go. all that. But like, um, but but it's just ridiculous because that's that, that literally the way you said it is how they see it, that we were we and our associates anyway, were uh, were uh, protesting for quote unquote dumb shit last year. And then I asked him in a DM because I didn't want to like call him out too much. Um, like, what do you mean by dumb shit? Like, because uh, this is not a good look for you or really your side even in, you know, <laughs> your ecosystem. Uh, and he was like, well, you know, like they, a lot of people were protesting over the shooting of, I think it was Makia Bryant, who was the one that like came at another girl with a knife and this cop like shot her into a car, kind of like it was a whole thing. And I was like, so that's, so you're narrowing down everything that the left was protesting for last summer to like one instance of, that was kind of maybe, it was kind of 50-50. And you're saying that everything we were protesting for was dumb shit, whereas you guys are protesting basically to get everyone killed. Yeah, that's the way that I look yeah. at it. And I know that's hyperbolic. I, like, I get that. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But like they're protesting for anti-health measures. Mm -hmm. It's it's well, like if you remember back, uh, I don't know, I guess this was last May or June or at some point, uh, there were idiot Republicans that were protesting like they would turn around and be like, Antifa's blocking the streets and BLM's a terrorist organization. They're blocking the interstates. But then they were staging protests and blocking nurses from getting to work. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's, you know. Like that is so unproductive and unhelpful on yeah. every level. Like the medical system's fucked up, sure. But let the goddamn nurses get to work. Like, well, especially now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I. I do want to go and clarify further that, that I don't my, you know, especially for people who've been listening to the show for a while, you'll, you'll know that very early on, we talked about COVID quite a bit and I had some pretty extreme things to say um, that were very much very authoritarian in nature where I'm like, we you know we ought to do mandates. We ought to make people, you know, fall in line to get this thing dealt with. Um, well, obviously that didn't happen. And it sounds like I'm being a hypocrite now, kind of like, well, now that I'm vaxxed and my stories change. And there's a little bit of that going on, but I, it's also like this whole time I've just been going by the CDC recommendations. Mm -hmm. um, currently, CDC does not recommend mask usage for vaccinated individuals. Um, if that changed, I would reconsider my stance. And I just want to say that so people can't go be like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, A, I don't know what I'm talking about, but but B, I, uh, you know, I do try to be somewhat consistent. So it's not like me just, you know. Well, now that I got mine, screw everybody else. But like also to a degree, like the people who are, you know, the people who are anti-vax that, you know, that are also probably QAnon that are probably also, you know, we're, you know, we know where they were on January 6th kind of, kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff. That Venn diagram is pretty circular. No, literally I wrote like they marched for, to, against lockdowns. They marched against masks. They marched against elections. They marched against vaxes all the way to the Capitol. Like I was, I was very concerned with saving people's grandmothers. I'm not so concerned. I, I get that some people's grandmothers are in that group too, but like, like I don't, you know, it's tough times call for tough measures and maybe, 
maybe this is actually a blessing. And yeah. If we all just, if you, if you, if you're a little bit, if you, if you have any kind of, uh, you know, it, it just, it, bu- it bugs me so much because I I'm still on tender cause I'm a single guy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's not uncommon for me to, you know, I read profiles. I want to know who the person is before I swipe and I'll see people because they, they added like an I'm vaccinated sticker you can put on your, your pictures. I heard about that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> there's people who are like, I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. I was like, well, that's a left swipe right there. <laughs> like, it's cause it's like, if you're, if you're upset about seeing the sticker, then I know how you feel about like the vaccine itself. Like it, you're showing your hand there. The, yeah. Side so. sidebar here. I, it's just a funny story. I got to tell real quick. I was talking to somebody that's on Tinder and like, yeah, they've got that. They came across some a guy that uh, had that. But like the only line in his bio or whatever was like, I make my own bullets. <laughs> she sent me a message like, you make your own bullets. Wow. How do you do that? <laughs> Like kind of just maybe he messaged her first or whatever, but that's the message she sent to him. He sends back an in-depth like fucking paragraphs. Like you got to scroll five like, times to read that. Thing. Finally, someone. she knows how to make bullets now. <laughs> like I just thought that was funny. Hey, I bet yeah, this guy tender has a utility. When like, she asked, when she cared enough to ask the thing that he's very obviously passionate about, he enough to include it. It's like, what, what do you put in your tender bio? Well, things that the person ought to know before bothering, you know. Mm. And so it's like the fact that you make your own bullets. Like if 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 you care enough to do that, that's an important thing. It's probably time consuming. Like I tell I tell chicks I paint miniatures, you know, and mm. I I don't put it in the bio, but I'll uh, sometimes I do. You know, it changes depends on the season. But uh, I always bring it up before we go on a date. Like, hey, also I'm a big nerd. That's gonna come out, mm. so I just want you to before you waste any time with me. If you don't like, you know, man boys who like to fucking paint miniatures and play D and D, then we're probably not gonna get along because that's not gonna change. <laughs> but um. So for him, it's making bullets. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. When do you she, think he, do, I was going to say, do you think he had that uh, already like in his notes app and he just copied and pasted it? Oh, yeah. There? Or do you think that like this was the first time he's been asked and he was like, oh, my God, I got to go. Oh, man. And then the and then later he copied that and pasted it. I wonder if he even app. copied and pasted or if he typed it out. Either I, way. Yeah. I mean, like I get questions about. I 3- hope he's got to copy that answer. now. I get questions about 3D printing and I go and like, well okay let me explain and it's a big long thing yeah so i wonder if it was like that but it's like i bet he was so excited that someone cared enough to ask about the thing that he loves and he was like well let me tell you how to make bullets yeah it's more important that you even if we don't go on a date now you know i've done the world a service by making sure this lady's able to protect (laughs) herself hell yeah right at the end he just puts like pass it on like you know kind of like chain mail shit um, no, you said you said a couple things that like getting back to the Delta uh, and COVID and all that stuff. Like, how do you guys feel about um, what are they called? Vaccine passports and things like that. As far as maybe not government mandated ones or maybe we can talk about either. But like as far as like businesses only allowing in. I'm down for things. business only, but not a government one. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I, it's hard for me to say because um if it's, it, I hate to be the, to, to fall into the camp, but I mean, I, I do think there is a bit of a slippery slope argument to be made with that kind of thing. Like only certain people are allowed in this establishment. Well, if we start, if you start allowing it in some, I mean, they kind of already do with the no shoot, no, no shoes, no shirt, no service policy. Mm-hmm. Well, even with the like, you're allowed to still go no in the store. No sagging pants. <laughs> 
You can't oh. have your pants sagging in this burger establishment. That's a racist thing. I right. Mean, right. You know, yeah. Like, and people have usually yeah. Yeah, called them out on Yelp and things like yeah. that. We all know the local ones that are like that. But uh, no, I was going to say like, because there is generally like that. I don't know if it's a law or like just an unspoken rule kind of thing or whatever, but it's basically, I, I think it may be a law. That's like um, we reside, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone for any reason type thing. Yeah. And I wonder if it's like, I mean, it seems like a version of that. Like to me, it it doesn't. And I was arguing with this same friend or the same guy that I talked to that's conservative about this, where it seemed like he was actually arguing that the government should mandate the businesses don't do that, which he would never normally argue for. And I was arguing for something that I wouldn't normally argue for, which is that, you know, let businesses like free enterprise do it at once and like in a lot of cases they are going to say uh i imagine anyway in a lot of cases i don't know but that they would say we don't want you in here unless you're vaccinated and can show some kind of proof for it which short of being an actual like vaccine passport like a standardized thing colleges do that uh, right our our k-12 through schools do that yeah like our k-12 through schools like don't let you in unless you're vaccinated against like mmr and uh you know like all these other things couldn't name them all but like, but our K through 12 schools are also refusing to make sure that you're vaccinated for COVID, which is like an actively ongoing thing, yeah. even though they va- they vaccinate you against MMR, which I guess like measles did come back. Yeah. At some point. What, I mentioned this anyway, in the chat. That, yeah. Or go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I, I was just going to say, like, I don't want to like pile too many subjects on at once. But yeah. Like, I no, like I was just going to say, I think it's interesting that like the way the anti-vax movement's gone over the past couple of years is like and i mentioned this in the chat is like you can go so left that you come out right and it's not it's not like a linear structure it's like a fucking circle it's, it's horseshoe theory yeah it's called horseshoe theory okay where it's like the two ends are bent up close yeah. to each other and it's like cuz i don't know 2018 you come to me and you anti-vaxxers were a thing i remember me talking about uh about them with some of the rotary club members cuz we were doing bruce guys and uh, the Rotary Club of America or whatever, they helped the with the polio vaccine, like very much an organization that believes vaccines work. And uh, I even hate saying that, like it shouldn't be a belief system. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 2018, you talked to me about anti-vaxxers in my head. I'm picturing some like hippie doula chick that uh, helps ladies give births in bathtubs in a barn or something. And they like smoke a bunch of weed. Mm -hmm. You know, that's who I'm picturing as an anti-vaxxer. They use crystals for deodorant. Mm -hmm. Um, They really like astrology. Yeah. 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 They're not going to date you because you're an Aquarius, you know, or whatever. Um, Well, if you were an Aquarius with Mercury and rising, but you're not, yeah, you you got Jupiter and rising. Yeah. Depends. Yeah. Or, you know, all that shit. But now if I picture one, it's a right wing. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just bizarre to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, well, it's, you know, kind of like to what you were talking about, like we're, you know, it would end up being like a horseshoe theory kind of thing. There is like an authoritarian right and an authoritarian mm-hmm. left for sure. And it's both, it's, it's these two people who believe totally opposite things, but they think that the way to implement those ideals um, they have very similar means to get their ideals into into pass, which is, hey, you have to do it or else. Um, and, and like I said, I've I've dipped more onto the authoritarian side in, in the past you know year because 
for something like a worldwide pandemic, you do need mass compliance. And the only way to guarantee that is to make it compulsory. You don't get a choice in, in the matter. So the idea of, of vaccine passports, I don't I don't hate. Um, I've heard there's like a um, I can't remember where I saw, but there's like some comedian or something who's doing shows again and says that, like, you have to have, be vaccinated to come to the show. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to put myself at risk performing in a room, mm-hmm. you know. There's certain ones that are saying specifically that you don't like they're making a point to say mm-hmm. specifically that you don't not comedians as well. Well, maybe comedians, but uh, like an Eric Clapton. Stuff too. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking of. That's what I was trying to get. It's at. like, man, I fucking liked you, Eric Clapton. Like you're so, a hell of a guitar player. Shut the fuck up. Right. But it, but it is like it's like people are choosing a side on on things like that as far as not just in your personal life, but as far as their shows and stuff, too, which is, you know, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's uh, move on here. Let's uh, I want to talk about Jeff Bezos's rocket real quick. He launched that this past week. Mm, did he ever? Uh, I'm torn on this because like I like space and I it's the final fucking frontier. And if humanity's going to survive, we have to forge into space. NASA's done great things like, yeah, that was at the behest of trying to one up the Russians, but whatever. Um I don't know. As like a human, I'm excited for what he's done. As far as like the human race goes, as far as like it's a technological achievement that needed to be achieved. As a fucking American, fuck Jeff Bezos. And I think it's bullshit that like just how he treats. I mean, he got there on the backs of billions of workers that are underpaid and he you know even said as much yeah oh yeah. yeah and so fuck jeff bezos is is my take on it but like as a technological achievement for humanity i'm real fucking torn on it and i don't like it because like i fucking like space and we need to go to space well, what was the what's the technological achievement they um, didn't do anything that nobody else has done oh yeah they have they've got a uh they beat elon musk as far as um the pod that actually goes um you don't actually have to like, you know, when they go up in the shuttle or whatever, now they have to have this crazy fucking suit and you know, they've got shielding and all this. You don't have to have that to launch on this. You're in a pod. You're not crammed in there. Like if you ever go to a space museum and see the actual pods, dude, I mean like it's literally the space under this table here between the legs, Mm -hmm. three dudes were crammed into that in a tiny amount of space and they got there just uh just with math essentially and so this is the first step and i hate you've put me in the position to fucking defend jeff bezos here. I i'm really defending the technology yeah. i'm defending the technology it's more of that. <laughs> is uh the pod itself though the rocket goes up similar to elon musk goes up launches the main pod off and then the rocket lands itself and then that pod can go on to attach to the space station or wh- wherever they're going. But it's uh, it's a big move for commercial space travel. And as far as being able to get gear and crew and things like that, where it's going to drastically improve the costs on those for getting because we've been paying Russia. I think it was two million a pop uh, the past several years. And then. Once Elon Musk started going, he was able to start taking Americans back up. But uh, it's a couple of years ago. But yeah, it's a big move technologically for us 
humanity going to space. Mm-hmm. But fuck Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Well, and also the fact that, I mean, it's an accomplishment, but it's also a co- an accomplishment that literally came from the fact that, like, a dick measuring contest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that the joke's been made about the shape of the rocket ship, but I, so I'm not going to, you know, tread that ground. But it is, it was literally him being like, oh, Elon can do it. Well, then why can't I do it? I'm richer than Elon. I should be doing it too. Like, that's, that was the whole, you, there's no way that wasn't the impetus for it, you know? Um, and so, so it just, it, it, it kind of lends to that whole, like, uh, you know, capitalist mantra of, hey, you yeah. know, uh, competition is healthy and it gets us uh, it gets us further advanced. But like, did he need to do it? No, he didn't need to no. do it because Elon Musk already had this technology. He's just not tested it with humans. That's the only difference. Elon Musk has this exact same pod situation. Elon Musk sticks in that department is actually a little bit bigger. I think it can hold two more people. And uh <sighs> It just, uh, yeah, he's just not tested it with humans in it. So I was kind of hoping this one would explode, go out like Columbia. But, I think uh, we all, I think. Yeah, it didn't happen. A lot of, like, if you surveyed the world, if they were hoping that yeah, Bezos is rocking, come would on, daddy. It would be definitely over 50%. I wonder how. Of ma- the people who've heard of him. I wonder if, like, t- because he, you know, he wrote up in it himself. I wonder, this. there's no way that this was the first run. They had to be, like. A lot of trial and error. I wonder how many like underpaid Amazon employees got like lost in the result of making sure that this was a safe trip for old Jeff. They have like a Willy Wonka style golden ticket (laughs) competition within the warehouses for the workers. Many Amazon employees died to pass this information. But yeah, fuck. I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's just like. Did you guys love how Richard Branson went up first, though? Because I didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking billionaire dick well, measuring contest. I'm not even, it, it is that. And I'm not even excited about Richard Branson shit because. You went up in like a plane and it was like. Big cool. whoop, dude. <laughs> like the, the rockets, again, just speaking technologically, mm. the rockets are going to be more practical as yeah. far as like, because I mean, nobody's in our lifetime is going to be going to space. Like none of us within our lifetime are going to be able to go to space. I'm still waiting for Lance Bass. Uh, to go to space. It's going to be, you're going to be having like asteroid mining shit being set up, things like that, which I'm all for. There's a ton of resources on asteroids. We zap an asteroid, pull it into earth's orbit. It's orbiting and we fucking have a mining colony up there. It's fucking great. Uh, I'm all for that. And that this is going to push us to that. But I just don't like how we got there because he didn't need to do it. These are resources that could have gone to anything else. Fix a dam. Fix the infrastructure. Fix one of the thousands of bridges. Fucking uh, pay your employees more. That's my main one is pay your like, people more. You may, If you're the richest yeah. person. I mean, like the fucking gall, like his statement. Go on. What was the statement? I don't think I actually heard that. Yeah, was, let, let me just was, pull it up here. Yeah, because I don't want to misquote this fucking asshole. But like, sorry, if you had more to say. I mean, Not I really. Know. I mean, I'm just kind of exasperated similarly it, to, to <laughs> I'm sure to everyone. Me, to me, like he made the point of everyone else by releasing this statement. But I don't even think it was a video. Like if you can just pull up like a just like. No, it was a video. I remember well, watching sure it. You probably had it on a video, but like. I saw the he newest, had a tweet. International astronauts, the crew of New Shepard. Congratulations, all four of you. Jeff, what was it like? Was everything you imagined? Uh, I'm going to answer that question, but just real quick. Please. I, I want to thank a few people. Why has it got this stupid um, hat? First of all, all of the engineers at Blue Origin who have toiled hard to get this done. 
the people who build the vehicle, all of our manufacturing people. It's a big team. They've been working on it for many years and they have done an extraordinary job of building the most reliable, most beautiful, uh, most <laughs> fun. I mean, I can vouch for that. I'll get to that in a second. Vehicle. Um, and we owe them a deep uh, gratitude. And uh, the people who kept us safe today, who operated the vehicle, our trainers, everybody. It's just huge. Uh, I also want to thank the town of Van Horn. This is a small and amazing little town. Um, and, uh, you know, we're making a, a dent in it. And we appreciate you uh, for allowing us to be part of your town. And, uh, and then I also I want to thank uh, every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all of this. That part. So seriously, for every Amazon customer out there and every Amazon employee, thank you from the bottom of my heart very much. Uh, it's very appreciated. So boycott yeah. Amazon? That fucking part. Yeah. I mean, it's been boycotting Amazon for years, but nobody's doing it. It's hard, man. It's the problem we had with Walmart 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Like, There has to be somebody, uh, a better service that's a uh, worse company to come along and take Amazon's place. Turn off this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I try not to order anything off Amazon if I can help it. Or even if I can. Yeah, it's just me being in the hobby that I'm in. There's so many like specialty type products I need that I can only get. Oh, sure. I'm not saying like, and that's the other like, problem with a lot of this shit is that we've put a lot of the fault on like consumers and mm. stuff when really the, it's not like your fault that you have to buy that shit from there it's not my fault when i have to buy something from there that's only sold mm. there or is sold is undercut so much on price that like it's just not fucking feasible to buy it for 50 dollars elsewhere yeah. like 50 well and on the other end of it just to lay it out for some of the listeners that may not realize is like amazon not paying his employees enough because he's got to go build dick rockets he doesn't pay his employees enough actively fights against them unionizing mm. like sets up like pays money a significant amount to have infiltration tactics and things like that to shut down unionizing and uh i don't blame alabama's non-unionization efforts though they've got the lowest education in the, in the country so. i do he went in a lot on that <laughs> yeah but that's uh that's like fishing with dynamite basically you know um i don't blame those people um, but it's like he underpays his employees. Then we as taxpayers have to make up the difference because those employees have to get on food stamps and rent subsidies and things like that, which come out of tax money. So we end up paying for this billionaire to fucking go to space. Not to mention, thankfully, I'm pretty sure uh, Congress or whoever is in charge of this shot it down. But he uh, tried to get bailed out back, like, I don't know what, maybe two or three months ago. Blue Origin was, like, under, and he filed for, like, a bailout thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, fuck you, dude. I don't think they gave it to him. He clearly didn't fucking need it. But God damn, I wish that rocket exploded. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Yeah, what do you got uh, going on? Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. If, did, is now a good time to touch back up on that uh, phone that we heard from last week yeah i think it's a good Freedom time. phone yeah okay yeah uh so for everyone who who listened last week and heard the entire ad for the freedom phone and then heard us talk about it you know uh it turns out for a lot of our commentary we were pretty much spot on like ian notably said like i bet this is like a 
rebranded Chinese phone that's like, you know, not sold on the US market, but they're going to bring it over here. That's exactly what it is. Um, it's a again, it's five hundred dollars. And what they're saying is that it's a rebranded version of a phone you can get for two hundred. <clears throat> then we saw Candace Owens this week, which I think like Tanner even pointed out to me. Um, she was like hawking it on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Twitter. And she was saying like, hey, there's this new Freedom Phone that has all the features like and basically for those that didn't listen last week, it's supposed to be this like uh, encrypted phone that like is super private and safe and everything. It's got its own app store. It's got its own OS. It's got all this other stuff uh, that makes it special and different that the government can't spy on you, the NSA and all them. Um, so Candace Owens tweets out this thing. It was like, hey, I just got my new Freedom Phone. Um, it's working great, like blah, blah, blah. The new app store is amazing, which also, again, seems to be a shell of a different like just open source kind of app store that like any of us could do stuff on. Um, and then at the bottom of her tweet, it said sent from iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> so that part was just like, honestly, hilarious. And like, I don't know, I guess I just wanted to kind of give us a pat on the back for being pretty much right on about this thing. Uh, it says, yeah, it's Patriot app store appears to be no more than a rebranded <laughs> Aurora store an open source client for the play store. So again, like any of us could do that. It also mentions that I think those like ones that they claim of uh, Newsmax, OANN, Gitter, all those ones that, mm. you know, they were saying like, these are going to be eventually censored by the Play Store on the uh, Freedom Phone app. It mentions that they are, you don't have any choice but to install them. Like they're preloaded on the phone. Yeah. And I don't know if you can delete them from the wording on this. So it basically just gives you a MAGA phone and charges you 300 extra dollars for it. And lets it do less than it would normally be able to do. Like yeah. It, it, like it kneecaps itself. Yeah. It's handicapped because it's like, I don't know exactly, but because it accesses apps outside of the app stores, it's basically from what I understand, like an Android phone that uh, has less features. Yeah. That's like self bricked itself or, or, you know, like it. it's, it's mind blowing. But like, again, like, like I, I listened back to the episode last week um and one of the things we talked about even outside of freedom phone was just how much like uh you know these patriots these right-wing patriots fall for grifts just in general i think we probably talked about it in Mm -hmm. this context but like yeah i mean it's it's just it took me two seconds of googling to find that but like a lot of them won't do that they'll see candace owens's tweet about it they won't even notice the iphone thing or they'll think oh that's like gotcha shit the left wing blah 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 and they'll be like yeah you know what honestly I've been needing a new phone. I got 500 bucks to spare. I'm going to shell out for a Liberty phone or a, <laughs> or a freedom phone. I really wonder how compatible it is too. We because should like Verizon's not easy. Like, cause yeah, didn't they say you could just put your normal yeah, they, SIM card. They advertise that phone is like, Oh, you just plop your SIM card in and it works. I've never Which had a phone that does that. Sh- from the level that they want you to think it is anyway either we should reach out to them and see if they'll send us a review copy we can oh. do an actual review of it oh i would love that yes. i would love to start advertising for yes. something like freedom phone on yes here. as yes. long as they pay us i don't even care what it is i mean just just give us the phone yeah, give and us let's the phone play we'd love to review it make a video the whole deal you don't have to pay us anything see how free we feel if it doesn't That's boot true. up with an eagle call <laughs> I'll be glad it, it like <laughs> how my phone makes like a bling when it starts booting up or yeah, whatever. It just, if it's not ah, just like, ah, yeah, it has to. 
mm-hmm. or a, like a drum roll on mm-hmm. like a battlefront in the Revolutionary War. Yeah, you could rate it on entirely different metrics than you would rate a normal phone. Just like how free yeah. does this phone make me feel? How, yeah. you know, I don't know, like. Well, shoot, that's pretty much it, I guess. Will it run yeah. Raid Shadow <laughs> Legends? That's what I want to know. Can, yeah. I, can I play Raid Shadow Legends on it? Am I free to game or just free to like download shitty right wing content? Yeah, probably that. That's probably it's 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 a boomer phone. I'm imagining it's like mostly going to be able to buy it. To, yeah. And so I don't think they're going to be playing much Raid Shadow Legends. But I do think that um, I'm just hawking for sponsorships at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that uh, <laughs> hit us up, Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> You'll sponsor everyone else. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly. Uh, <laughs> It's so it's such a stupid thing. It's such a stupid thing that's obviously a scam, like an obvious grift. I've never I've never seen such a, a flagrant grift before. Part of me respects it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, I've come around on the guy. I'm like, I, I don't even care which side he's on. I don't think, yeah, I don't believe that that his politics come into play in this at all. I think he just saw a pool of suckers and thought that he could uh go fishing in that pool. Like his yeah, he's an unabashed capitalist. Yeah, which we pro- which means he probably informs his politics. Everybody's like, you know what? If I can get one over on them, I deserve to. It's yeah. called the art of the deal, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well, uh, yeah, I guess we've pretty excited. We've got a sponsor this week. We actually, yes, well, we uh, a we new sponsor. A yeah, sponsor this week. It's we couldn't get Freedom Phone, but yeah. we did get somebody on. So yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, throw to some, uh, throw to an ad, and then we'll be right back. It's a scary world out there. Transgender folks can use the bathroom now. All-star games are moving locations. Climate change is being talked about way too much. Sexual predators are sending your kids cross-country and Wayfair furniture. Russia took over the Crimea, and that don't sit right with me. I had to wear a mask to get my hair buzzed. My granddaughter doesn't believe in Jesus anymore. I don't understand Billie Eilish. Stop. Now there's a way. Not to solve any of those problems that other people are causing, but to feel safe and secure in the information bubble you choose. Introducing Liberty Phone. Hi, my name's Richard Anderson, but my friends call me on my Liberty Phone. Liberty Phone is a new phone that gives you the freedom from facts that might hurt you or needlessly influence your opinions. In today's changing world, who has the time or energy to process data and form opinions accordingly? Never again will you have to face difficult questions about your stance on critical race theory. Gone are the days of being canceled for something you said online that was potentially a hate crime. Our design team, Terry, designed our app store from the ground up with your security and what's left of his mind. He is the only one that has any vague idea of what's going on in this little machine. And that makes your phone the ultimate in security. Because Terry, well, let's just say he's pretty forgetful. (laughs) But about that app store, Newsmax, OANN, Gitter, all of these apps ask us not to mention them by name, but I don't see a cease and desist on my desk yet, so here go. For now, have at it. Hell, we may even preload them like our main competitor. But Richard, you ask, how does Liberty Phone keep me secure doing other things like messaging? Now. I would tell you that it has peer-to-peer encryption, but Liberty Phone doesn't have any peers or any encryption. Instead, we use a groundbreaking technology that Terry assures me is, quote, pretty safe. And I actually do pay Terry to think, so that should be good enough for you too. Look, 
You didn't ask for it to have to be this way. Those people you hate are to blame. Block them out with Liberty Phone. Product only sold on the Wish app. And uh, we're back. Yeah. So, yeah, moving on here. What else did uh, we want to talk about this week? Uh, I had some crazy Texas stuff. Or, or yeah, had, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, it's not crazy in Texas. Right, yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas, including, I guess, like their problems with like race. Um, so they so uh, these things have passed in the Texas Senate. They have not yet passed in the House, but uh, I don't imagine. I, I actually don't know the makeup of the Texas House. Mm. I don't know how difficult that is uh, for these to pass. But anyway, they are trying to change their uh, curriculum for like K through K through 12 schools. Um, I think a lot of it is them being scared of like the argument like the not not the reality but the argument that like critical race theory is invading our schools k through 12 alike yeah and college alike um anyway in texas if this bill passes which it has in the uh, senate you can or they are no longer required to teach the martin luther king jr dream speech they are no longer required to teach that the kkk is morally wrong uh, that women's suffrage was an overall good uh, or that the civil rights movement was an overall good. So I, I did look this up. They're not specifically banned from teaching those things, but they are no longer required to teach them as such, which to me kind of says that it's, it, it kind of opens the door for parents and like lawsuits and stuff. It's like that, that slippery slope. It's, mm -hmm. it's the, well, to me, it's, it's today we're going to not require teachers teach this in their curriculum. So, they can either omit it or they can teach a different perspective on it. And then that'll popularize those different perspectives over time to where eventually they can now, right? Say like, no, you're not going to teach um, I, things we don't agree with. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to make sure our children grow up right. See what I see this as like, I don't want to cut you off. There's more to the story here. Um, is there, this came on my radar in like, I don't know, 2019 maybe a little before that, but there's like a whole underhanded movement with, I don't even know if it's a Republican thing. Uh, and there may be two sides to this of like, I mean, you know how like big tobacco's got lobbyists and guns do and all that education systems work the exact same way as gun lobbying mm -hmm. and pharmaceutical lobbying and all that. And so you've got systems that run uh, like private schools and they lobby for various causes that benefit private schools. So what I see here is a, I mean, this, usually it's hidden a little better than this. This is very out in the open, but what I see here is a pull on the right to uh, defund, take more away. Cause that's the goal is basically to strip away as much as you ultimately can from public education. So it inevitably forces everyone to think like, well, they cut the budget to education again and teachers and students alike, it forces them to private education or homeschool in some or homeschool cases. Yeah. It's still racist because many inner city kids and whatnot can't afford to go to private schools. I don't care what kind of education vouchers, Republicans say they're going to dole out. 
But yeah, kids in underfunded areas of the community and inner city kids and whatnot can't always afford to go to private schools. And it tends to be privileged like white kids that get to go to those. So it's still racist, but that's how I see that is I see this as a move like a little more out in the open, but I see this as another move to cut public education a little more to push up and back up private schools. Yeah. I mean, it very, very well could be like, I don't know what Texas is. Uh, I'm sure it may be County to County. Like it is Mm -hmm. here in Tennessee. Like when I first moved to Chattanooga, I didn't realize how many, like here it's almost dominated by private schools. Yeah. Uh, more than it is public. And like I can't Knox remember the County, statistic, but it was like, that. there's more here than something. I can't like there, per capita. There's yeah. Be, it was like, yeah. there's a lot here. I almost went to Baylor instead of uh Saudi Daisy high school. Yeah. Um, my, uh, I, I took the test and I did what I passed the test. And then I think it just boiled down to my parents couldn't afford it. But yeah. That, they were, to- they were told by a friend they who had kids in Baylor that they'd get help or something like that. And it was like, yeah, this will, and then hopefully he'll score high enough on his test to, you know, where they'll won't, won't charge me like as much. It, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that, I guess that didn't happen. And I ended up going to, uh, going to Saudi and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was fine. Uh, it was, it was high school, but. One, what's fucked up though about it is like, so I grew up in a rural area outside of Chattanooga, went to school out there up through sixth grade. And then my mom put me in a Chattanooga school because she was smart enough to realize like, "Eh, if my kid stays here, he's not, you know, nothing against people from there, but it's like, my life would be totally different at, I might be an electrician, maybe, you know, I'd probably work at Amazon something like that probably still have a thick accent yeah thick accent and i would honestly probably hold some more bigoted ignorant views on some things and probably uh would have voted differently and uh so i can't blame the people for that but it's like yeah are they just trying to either option a they're trying to just strip away public schooling to the point that all there is is private education or option b they're trying to dumb down and create a whole new voter base because they see that that's the only way that they can maintain this ignorant ass voter base is just, well, we'll just dumb them down and teach them nothing from day one Mm -hmm. or both. I mean, mean, it's, I think it's absolutely like a combination of two. Like I hadn't really thought about like your first angle on it, but, uh, but I had thought about the second and like, yeah, it's the, the kind of thing that like we, you know, probably harp on a lot here that it's like in their best interest in the ruling parties, which in Texas, that's been the Republicans for the last what 50, 60, 70 years. Uh, it's in their best interest to keep you uneducated and to keep you honestly in poverty in a lot of cases, which those are, you know, very much linked things. Um, well, I mean, yeah, like as far as this, like this rings more of like a culture war thing of just like uh, it, it's just going to hurt you. Well, it's just going to make more Republican voters like pretty much to Tanner's point. Um, unless, you know, parents do intervene and say you were taught what at school exactly. Like, right. Well, it's it, it, it kind of goes to the thing that I harp on all the time is is religion, which I know is tied into a lot of this, a lot of this uh, wanting to control what's being taught in in educational um, environments is usually the church has had a heavy hand in that for for you know as long as it's existed. Yeah, we we had a Bible study on Monday mornings. Yeah, in elementary school. Oh, I I went I took Bible history and I was like wondering like, you know looking at it as like a history book and like explaining, you know, what the culture was like at that time, I don't think is a bad thing. Uh, but the teacher definitely 
you know, would say that this is true and not this is what was, you know, written down and, and passed around in that time. And here's examples of what things might have been like. This was, uh, you know, you know, it's it's the the Genesis story happened according to this. So this is basically Sunday school at this point. And I feel like, you know, keeping people dumb and keeping people from asking questions has been a hallmark of the church up until, you know, I guess really the internet and now that the internet's out, they've got to start doing it from a lot of different angles because religion alone isn't going to do it. Like, well, don't, don't ask too many questions or God will be mad at you and you'll go to hell. Doesn't cut it anymore. So now you have to be like, well, don't ask questions for these other reasons, but then also God, you know, Hey, if you're one of those people, then you're in there too. But like, it just seems, uh, it's definitely a very transparent, mode of control like method of control establishing mm. control it's like keep the masses dumb keep them keep them fed keep them entertained you know i, I love the schlocky shit but keep churning out marvel movies um you know keep uh churning out make junk food cheaper than healthy food and let's uh make sure these fucking inbreds don't fucking uh unionize you know is <laughs> essentially don't let them collectivize and don't let them get abortions and or and keep birth control limited because we want to generate more of them. We saw what happened in yeah. I mean that's how you put the thumb down is you yeah. make sure that they're, they they like oh yeah you know there's nothing to do in your small town so I guess you banged a teenager while you you know were a teenager and now you you because we you've been taught that abortion is evil you've got this adult responsibility that you're never going to get out from under before you're even able to establish a foundation for financial security so now that that's out the window now because you know, you, you know, you have to take care of this kid. Um, and then because you're at home all the time taking care of this kids, you'll probably spit out three or four more of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, to me, it's just very transparent what's going on. And like, that's, that's, I think the most upsetting thing to me is it's like, like kind of going back to the, the, what we were talking about, the Delta variant where it's like, I, I know it sounds cold and cruel, but like we've got kind of a, part of society that is actively working against and this may not be their fault but they are actively working against the betterment of all people and maybe if these people aren't smart enough to get a vaccine and maybe if a bunch of them start dying off maybe it's not such a bad thing see and i've thought too that like this is similar to the delta variant situation too because like these laws get trying to get through in texas is the same shit that uh, our fucking Tennessee governor has done tried to do recently with like, well, yeah, we don't need to promote vaccines in any manner to kids or at all, whether they're MMR or anything. We don't need to. But now he's getting sued by some health people. But it's like what I think more often than not, what I think is going on with some of the shit like in Texas and with Ron DeSantis in Florida and fucking Bill Lee here in Tennessee is you've got governors that are all pining for that 2024 run. And so they don't in the same manner too, about that. I mentioned earlier about these people protesting that they just saw, you know, well, well, the left got to protest. Why can't we protest? Um, in that same manner, they don't really even, on like the governor level, they don't realize like what they're act like the damage they're causing. They just see they're playing this culture war game 
And that's how you get to the presidency or that's how you ascend an office or, you know, whatever. And they don't realize the damage it's causing. So with this, I wouldn't be surprised if the governor, whoever, he's like, I know it won't pass, but it's going to appease my base and it'll get me more voters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's shit like oh, yeah, that. It's definitely like politically and, calculated. And yeah. it's just like, you stupid fucks don't know what kind of fire you're playing with here. It's the same thing as uh, like when the Texas, like the Democrats, like left the state house and like, you know, went to Washington, D.C. And I'm like, they're, you know, I don't love yeah. every aspect of this, but they're like chartered jets and all that shit. Um, it's the same thing with with him and like the rest of the like Republican members of the state house being like, we're going to have them arrested. They can't legally do that, but it's political posturing type thing. It's like, right. Uh, you know, it, there's nothing that says they, they it's not well, it, it's no different but than they can, Trump. They can put up a big, you know, they can pump yeah. out their chest and say like, hey, well, you know, like these people fled the state and they can actually get like maybe an optics win on that one from a lot of the populace. Yeah. Like I I, I don't love the optics on that. I, I don't I agree with what the Democrats did, but, you know, the optics are what they yeah. are. So. Well, it's, the, it's no different than Trump with the QAnon stuff. He mm-hmm. was asked multiple times, even white supremacist or whoever it's. You know, he was blatantly asked, it's like, well, you not denounce QAnon, like, which I think it's stupid to put people in a position like that. It's like, you need to say right now, are you with them or us? You know, I think that's stupid. You know, only Sith steal in absolutes. I think that's stupid to put people in a position like that on a national platform. Like they should denounce QAnon, but you shouldn't, they shouldn't be in a position of where you have to ask them. You know, like, and well, uh, he he was, but the fact that but he they put wasn't, themselves in the position where you have to ask them, I would argue. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, there should be a more. I don't know. It's weird. What I'm trying to say, I guess, is it's like, even if you were a hundred percent pure with your intentions and you did denounce QAnon and you're a hundred percent against it, and you were up there on the debate stage and they ask you totally out of left field. Even if you're against QAnon and it's known you're against QAnon, they'd be like, Andrew, will you right in this moment denounce QAnon and declare that you're against it? That puts you on the spot so in a weird way that almost spins it, regardless of what you say, that you're secretly kind of for it in a weird subtexty sort of way. So you don't like the like what like the maybe like quote unquote gotcha aspect of that? Yeah, yeah. I don't like, like the, the gotcha aspect. But do you think it's also maybe a bad optics for like that journalist or something like it can't um, be? I, I do think we saw some of the worst journalism this country's ever seen during the Trump era. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't disagree with that. And uh, on all sides. Um, but it, what I was saying anyway was. Tanner, journalism has no side. I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally and what I was it. saying anyway was um, that by Trump not denouncing it. He danced around it by saying like, well, I don't even know what QAnon is, you know, whatever. But it was more about him trying to keep that voter base locked down. Mm-hmm. Right. I legitimately believe he doesn't really know what QAnon is. He just sees it as voters. Yeah. He sees it as people chanting his name. He doesn't care why they're chanting his name because he doesn't care. Like he doesn't need to know to him more than that. It's like, well, I don't care if they chant, you know, like they're chanting my name. And, uh, and so that's what I was saying is like these people, these Republicans are playing with a fire. They don't understand. And even though they may not even believe half the shit they're saying, they fucking stir the pot because they know it's going to get voters in, but they don't realize what sort of discourse and hate 
that they're stirring while doing that. I was going to say they're not very forward thinking. What if, yeah. yeah, what if, what if it ends up and this would be terrible and I'm not saying it'd be funny, but it kind of would be funny. What if it ends up where like some goof, like, you know, Trump's not got many years left, but that obviously the movement I think is going to keep going well beyond his time. So what if they gain momentum? What if they take over? And what if a fucking person who was just an opportunistic douchebag who just wanted to make a bunch of money gets wait, becomes wait, wait, wait. a Ron opportunistic DeSantis bag? I was going to say, what if someone becomes an accidental dictator who didn't mean to me? Like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. How do I? <laughs> I can't. If I if I tell them no, they'll shoot me. Uh, the so, accidental dictator coming this June. That's kind of where I was going with it. Was <laughs> I think it'd be a fun, uh, wacky comedy. Uh, so Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I think he could pull it off in in real life. Um, kind of like that guy. I sent the video. This was in the chat, so maybe we should link it in the description if there's a way to do that. That one, that fucking uh, Joel Osteen impersonator who made it all the way to the stage (laughs) dudes look looks just like him he looks just like i don't look at his at joel austin every day so i I don't have like his face etched into my brain lucky so i saw this guy and i think that guy if i if i ran into that guy at a joel austin event i would be like it's fucking joel austin holy shit and i'd say that out loud and probably get thrown out <laughs> but he was going to ask him, like, you know where I can get a beer? <laughs> that was so good. He didn't do anything that bad. He like would walk up and then would be ushered to this. Like yeah. it wasn't like he was like negotiating. Did he commit a crime? I don't I don't think, think he yeah. did. He was he he showed maybe trespassing, because I don't I'm assuming they probably didn't have tickets. I mean, why would you need tickets? You're with Joel Austin. It's not really identity theft. He's a satirist. Yeah. Like, so he just showed up and they said, Sir, come this way. They and he never goes, said All right. it was Joel Osteen either. No. They no. said J O. Yeah. The entire we got we got <laughs> J O here. Which is funny for other reasons. Yeah. I never I never made that connection. <laughs> how much how much do you guys think it costs to look like Joel Osteen? <laughs> Oh man! Well, you got to get your teeth bleached. You got to get like—I mean, you got to get a lot. It's a big investment, but it, dude pulls it off. Dude yeah. definitely is the best. But that's all I'm saying is like, that's like the kind of accidental dictator shit that I think that Sasha Baron Cohen could get up to if he if he you know get mm-hmm. it, was smart about it. Oh yeah, no, I could see this. Yeah, all this. Let's yeah. uh let's talk about this uh, Red Wolf stuff. Yeah, this yeah. has been what's been kind of lighting a fire under my patootie uh, this week is. Listen, I and like I'm not a big sports guy. I'm I'm not, I'm not. I don't follow it. I don't care. But I don't get passionate about sports. But I did go on a really awesome date one time. Um, the, the the lady was nice. We didn't end up getting together. But you know what? I got no hard feelings. She was a rad chick either way. Um, but I thought you know what? Let's go to a fucking uh, CFC game. This was before pre Red Wolves era. I went and I had a great time. I sat right next to the Chattahooligans who were being loud and obnoxious. And it was what I needed because it was to me, it's like they're actively taunting and making fun of the other team. That's that that appeals to my sensibilities. I like this. And, uh, you know, the CFC won. That was cool. It was a, it was good spirits all around. Cheap beer. The beer was not that expensive. I liked that. Um All in all, I had a good time. And I'd say I recommend it as a thing to do in Chattanooga. Um, they put. They, their, their events would draw lots and lots of people. They put soccer on the map in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. They made it a thing. Um, and I feel like, so then naturally, well, I'm, 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 I'm jumping ahead of myself, but sh- shortly after that, um, people noticed. And suppose this investor, I guess, I think he's from Utah, noticed and started the uh, Red Wolves. 
here in town. They made a deal with East Ridge and started this complex, which is why we've got like a Chick-fil-A down at the end of Ringgold Road now. And there's a Starbucks and more stuff coming. And, um, you know, there, there's a Champies in East Ridge now. That's pretty cool. Like I, I live in East Ridge, so I, I like all that stuff. Um, apparently, though, recently, um, East Ridge is kicking the Chattanooga Football Club Academy, which is their like youth program out of Camp Jordan because this was a big soccer complex and they thought like, well, hey, even though we're building this for the Red Wolves, let's get as much use out of it as we can. Of course, we'll let the the Chattanooga Football Club play here. And apparently even last year even promised that there would not be any like exclusivity. And then the Red Wolves being the mm-hmm. out of town, obvious Disney villains that they are. Like mm-hmm. if this were a sports movie, these are the bad, it, like how has no one ever watched a sports movie before who's involved in this, who doesn't <laughs> see what's going on. And like, really like, and so like they, they, yeah, they've kicked them out. So now the Red Wolves can maintain the whole thing. They've got their own youth club. So that's the idea is like, why should we share, you know, let them, you know, anyway, it just, it's so obviously transparently corrupt. Like, where they, they they made the promise we wouldn't make it exclusive and then went back on it. And I think they're even going back on the tax break that they got from the city to to be able to do this in the first place by doing that. Um, and then just admitting it in this news article, according to News Channel 9, like straight up saying like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Red Wolves who petitioned to make it happen. They're like, we'll pay you X amount more if you don't let them have their kids here. No, this thing's been shady since the beginning. Like, you know, I don't want to speak out of class. And I don't know all the details. Some would be very vague on it, but it's like from the beginning, it was basically uh, from the way I understand it, allegedly, you know, all the words I got to say <laughs> um, is it was essentially like a board member or two from CFC. CFC was working to get elevated up to the next like tier or whatever as far as soccer goes which allows the players to get paid and all this other stuff they were working to make that happen but it costs money like you have to pay a fee to make that happen um and so they had had a good summer and we're like working on making that happen and something happened on the board where like all of a sudden a couple board members were like nope we're resigning from the board and it was super weird and then two days later the red wolves were announced And it was like, oh, no, you fucks resigned from the board because you got your deal satiated elsewhere Mm. is what happened. And so that knocked CFC out of moving into the next tier, because why would there be two same tier soccer teams in the same city? Yeah. And they're called the Red Wolves. Red is the color of the devil. And wolves are these (laughs) monstrous things that come and eat you in the night. Like, Mm -hmm. They're the bad guys. Come on. <laughs> like I, what the reason why this got, got lit such a fire under me is a, because I support, like, I, I believe in supporting like local things, especially things like the fact that they got it started. They're the, the OGs. And then now they're being like swept under the rug. I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. And then also the fact that I think I want to say that the red wolves even work to try to get like exclusivity at, at, um, um, Finley stadium. Probably. I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I, that may have just been hearsay I saw on the Reddit thread. I mean, it may not, there may not be, I don't think it was in the article. But uh, uh, I, my, my thing is, you know, I've seen friends in my Instagram feed are like, we're going to go out for a night of fun. Woo, go Red Wolves. I'm like, don't support this shit. Like, yeah. Well, 
I was just going to ask if you guys had any friends or knew anyone that was a Red Wolf supporter. Because, like, I know a ton of people that are so, CFC supporters. Yeah, well, I don't know sh- shit I know like, a, for Red Wolf supporters. I know a bunch of passionate CFC supporters. Right, know, that, yeah, and that's a I know people who are in the Chattahooligans. I know people who... They would die on that field. I know. Right, for yeah. a minor league soccer yeah. team yeah. in, like, a smaller city. But I don't know city. anyone that gives two fucks about It's the, the casuals. Yeah. It's the people who are like, I'm yeah. just... It's people like me, honestly, who don't know that much about it, and they're like, I'm going to go out to a soccer game. Sure, This yeah. looks it's legitimate. It's the difference. Like you said, well, they yeah. also promised us a top golf out there, and that was went to shit real yeah, quick. Yeah, it was too. like a... It was, it, mm-hmm. It's a top golf, but it's apparently not like any other top no, golf. Like it's you, a driving range. It's like a mid-golf at best. Which, I mean... Top golf is a driving range, but what makes it fun is that like it's two tiered and like arcade shit and all that. And it's like a fucking complex. And this no. is just a golf store. It's a fucking golf store and a driving range. Yeah. It's like mid that, your mid golf thing got me. Like I was, I was I laughing off the corner of my eye. I was laughing <laughs> off, off mic. Uh, um, yeah, no, that is like, like, I don't know. Uh, that encom- encompasses like so many stories that like, I mean, people in cities about our size can totally fucking relate to this because I'm sure they've had a lot of the same shit happen to them in the past 10, 20 years or so. Like, but it's just like, it's just, you know, it's just greed is all it is. Yeah. It's like they come in and they push out like the one that like actually has passionate supporters. So like, I mean, CFC is not in any danger of like folding or anything. No, no, Like I didn't think it was anything like that. But like the other thing with CFC, like that I kind of just popped into my brain is they're like... Um, so you know the Green Bay Packers are the only NFL team that's like fan owned, like they're yeah. they're own, they're you know CFC is fan owned sh- exactly. Yeah, CFC is like that. Like you'll see signs around like uh, for our listeners that aren't local, like you'll see signs in people's yards that are I am a owner or I'm an owner of CFC or part owner. I don't know what the signs say, but the like people that own them or part own them are super proud of it, right? Which ties into the fandom oh, thing, the I, passion thing. I remember when like shares started going up and I I, I was tempted because they were affordable. I want to say it was like $25 exactly. buy-in. Yeah. And I was so, like, to buy part of like your local team. Red Wolves are nothing like that. Like the mm-hmm. Red Wolves are like, I think I forget which one of you put it best, but said that they were basically movie villains. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's the, Ian said, yeah. it's like, like a, a corporation from out of state. So like when you spend money at Red Wolves, that money doesn't go back into the community. That money goes back to utah where it's a similar like you know capital situation where the guy at the top is funneling most of it to himself and then paying a pittance out to like mm-hmm. everyone who works under him and it's you know i know like some play you, you, everyone says well don't blame the players but at the same time it's like what well, am i not supposed to blame the stormtroopers on the death star either like <laughs> fuck that they yeah. signed up they 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 the, their turncoats they joined the enemy like fuck them yeah. like they may be great players. They they're probably a job. They're probably all right people, and they're probably making way more money in this capacity. But it's the wrong thing to do. And I and think they're that- also all poor shots. No, I'm just kidding. CFC is <laughs> great. CFC is great. No, but- um, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just yeah. Since the beginning, it's been a crooked as fuck thing, and it's just I don't. There, maybe I'm rose-colored glasses here, but I feel like in the '90s. I mean, yeah, I was a kid and whatnot, but even up into the early 2000s, like up to like, I don't know, I started noticing this in like maybe 2010, 2011. But I feel like if something said something or did something or was like, hey, we're going to open a fucking Hardee's here or whatever, they fucking just did it. 
And I feel like there's so much like backpedaling and just bullshit now of where it's like you rarely get the thing that you're promised these days by any company. And I, I don't know what's going on in people's personal lives, but I'm speaking like companies and corporations and mm-hmm. stuff. You rarely get what's actually promised. Like, I mean, even I'm a big fan of Nissan. I drive a Nissan truck. I was pretty excited about the new Nissan Frontiers coming out this year that are supposed to be on the road, but they're not because there's no goddamn chips. And uh, yeah, Nissan's pissed about it too because they can't sell trucks. But it's like, and I know shit happens, but it I don't know. I feel like in the 90s and early 2000s, there was this good at least 10 year period where if a company said it was going to do something, they did it. Or it's like, Hey, our product does this. They do it. But I don't know if it's been decreased regulation or if it's just, they realize nobody actually gives a shit and it's going to do anything about it. Or if it's a sign of like worse times to come, I don't know what it is, but it seems like there were, and again, it may be rose colored glasses, Man. but it seems like there was a period where corporations actually did good or bad. They, but it seems like they did. delivered a product, yeah. a finished product. Yeah. I'm on board with you on that um, in, in a lot of ways because I've been kind of feeling the same thing about like, you know, I mean, stupid like nerd shit, like fandom stuff, but it's the same way. Like fucking they're like, hey, we're going to give you a new Star Wars trilogy. We yeah. saw how that turned out yeah. uh, or like, hey, we're going to give you like, you know, and <laughs> I was bitching about it before a new He-Man show and I'm I'm not happy with it. I'm not going to go into all that, but I'm not happy with it. But like it, it, I've been getting now that I've got like a gaming laptop, it's been kind of this. I've noticed that the gaming industry has been going through that a lot, too, where it's like I bought in on Cyberpunk 2077 and that's been a fucking disaster. And it seems like it seems like almost with every big game now, like big, big budget video game, they release it in an unfinished state. And then over time they'll patch it to where it gets good. Like no man's sky is the best example. It was promised to be like one of the greatest games ever. And then it came out and it was really fucking lackluster. Apparently now it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go back and, and play no man's sky, it's apparently everything they promised it would be. Um, the same could be said. I think of like fallout 76 where it had a disaster launch but now it's apparently very, very playable and enjoyable. So, I mean, I hope that eventually I get to play cyberpunk, but right now I can't. It was it, video games where I first noticed this in like yeah. 2010, 2011. Yeah. We're just, you can't like, I, yeah, every, no one, they're like, we, we just have, we have to get it out. Like it's, it's this corporate sort of, we have to get it out on this schedule, which means we're going to make our workers do a bunch of crunch, which is mandatory mm-hmm. overtime mm-hmm. and like, you know, tax the limits of what they can humanly accomplish. And then, no, you know, whether it's good or bad, it's coming out on this date. And then when it comes out, well, sorry, that sucks. We'll just patch it now because all your all your consoles are connected to the Internet. So we can just give you new patches for it. And it's like just fucking finish the game. I don't care if it takes 10 years. If you make a yeah. great game, it takes 10 years to make fucking put it out and you'll make your money back. Like, I don't know, it's, you know. Or, or like, I mean, the early access model is actually pretty good where it's like, hey, we know this is unfinished but we'll let you play it if you go ahead and buy it. And then yeah, I don't mind playing something in earlier. As long as it's advertised as that it started with games and then bled over to phones though. And now it's like bleeding over to other shit. Like, but yeah, games started it, but yeah, phones too. If you remember in like 2014, uh, the exact same thing that was happening with games of where like, Oh, we just got to put it out. They expect a new product. We got to put it's it Christmas. out. It's the holiday season. It's deadline based. Uh, not quality based. What was it? The galaxy note something. And it was like exploding. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was one of yeah. Those. Like they yeah. had to put out like a note that you couldn't carry it on planes or yeah. something. I think it's the one right because yeah. this is the nine, and you can tell how beat up this one is. I think it was the ten that came out after yeah. that. And now they're they've stopped numbering them, so you'd forget about. Well, all this that was mess. this would have been like uh, twenty fifteen or sixteen. I remember because yeah. yeah. I, I remember a guy at the job Sounds I was right. working at the time had one, and he just he was like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> Maybe it was yeah. the eight because I think this. I got this as a. I never. I know. I don't. I'm not the. I have to get the latest phone. But when I'm getting a new phone, I get the latest at the time, um, and then I, you know, I'll use it for a few years mm-hmm. and then get another one. So the, this one is the nine, um, and this one hasn't blown up yet. I've dropped it many <laughs> times, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> I have a case for trying it. to get it to blow up. I have a case for it, but I just don't like it because I can't. It's magnetic. Yeah. I can't do my fast charge on it, mm-hmm. so anyway but my point is is yeah they don't make them like they used to i guess they it's, don't i guess it's the, the greater that, point that's what's bizarre to me because like every cliche thing that i heard old people say when i was younger has come true for me and i'm just 33 you know like and that's one like they don't make them like they used to and they don't they don't make anything like they used to and uh, they've never made anything like they used to. Well, yeah, you, but it just makes me wonder. I always <laughs> thought old people like because I've bought older products, you know, like old stereos and stuff like that. And it's like, nah, they made shit better later. You know, there was a point where they made shit way better. But then uh, it started. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like if you took stuff from like, I don't even know what era, but say something from the 80s. Well, no, let's uh, talk about my amplifiers, for example. Well, so I was operating on this bottom guitar amplifier over here. Got that in high school when I first got an electric guitar. Operated on that. I did not get a, that. I graduated in 05. I bought that amp in probably 02. Uh, and then got a new amp last year for the first time. I thought I had a good amp. You know, I was like, nah, they make shit good in the old days. Nah. That amp on top, that new amp is so much better in every conceivable way that it blows my mind that I had not upgraded before. Like, how did I not know this technology existed? So that's a rare example of a good product still being made. But that example is uh, basically it's like, I don't know, there was a period there where like 70s, 80s, whatever. And it worked. But it wasn't great, whatever technology. But then at some point, I feel in the late eighties to like 2007 ish, there was some really good, cool shit, like quality, cool shit being manufactured across the board. Well, I think, sorry, I was going to say, I, I think a lot of that boils down to the fact that like where the, you know, it used to be, you could buy something. And then if that broke, you could take it to a repair person who mm-hmm. would fix it. I, I said repair person cause I'm trying to be, inclusive but let's be honest back when that was going on it was a repairman and you take him to the repairman and the repairman would fix it and then um it would you'd get another you know five years of life out of it um now it's just cheaper and easier rather than like the the cost of having someone repair something is not that much less expensive than just buying a new one and so like We've kind of gotten more disposable. And so they're not making things to last because why would they? Why would a company that makes like speakers make the last speaker you'll ever buy when they want you to buy new speakers every couple of years? So they're going to use shoddier products so that over time wear and tear occurs. And eventually you're like, you know, I need to upgrade. And of course they want you to do that. There's a systemic process that's at work here. That's the villain that I can't 
quite put my finger on. So, is it capitalism? Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, your words. I don't know. But I'm not crazy. That's though, why I'm right? asking. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not crazy though, right? It's like there was a period there, maybe like '95 to '05. Of where there was quality, cool well, shit. Also, and, and, and going back into like a weird socialist rant that I never thought I'd be making. Um, fucking, I bet the people who were making those quality goods of the older day were making a living wage doing so. Yeah. And I bet they yeah. cared and took pride in their work. Mm -hmm. And now, because people are getting paid the lowest you know amount that's feasible, they probably just show up, clock in, plug shit in, and, and do what they do you know, on an assembly line. Don't care anything about the product they're making because it's just fucking work and then get off and drink beer to cope with it you know well, yeah and it, yeah exactly right and like in a lot of those places that a lot of that's because it's outsourced like a lot of, you know like not that you know samsung and these like you know foreign companies ever made stuff here they make them where they make them but like a lot of the you know ones that used to be produced like my <laughs> grandparents uh my my granddad and his twin brother used to work at GE and they produce so much more than just, you know, like light bulbs and the shit that you see in the commercials and shit. Now, like they produce like everything there in this tiny plant in Conneaut, Ohio. You mean the freedom phone isn't made in the USA? Oh, <laughs> Sorry to go full I circle. A lot of bad news. on that front, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly what Ian said. It's just, I mean, tell me they, the last they intentionally time. Intentionally don't. Okay. You remember how I was, I mean, not pretty young, but I was in like eighth or ninth grade when the first iPod came out. Do you remember how mind blowing the first iPod was mm -hmm. or just the idea of an MP3 player in general? Like, whoa, or even a thumb drive. Yeah. How mind blowing that was. When was the last technological advancement that was that mind blowing? Really? Uh, for me personally, Pokemon Go. Because really? well, it's what that what that meant for where like yeah. things are gonna go. Because the fact that it's like we're normalizing AR now, yeah, which means like imagine like okay, like I so I miss malls. I know malls yeah. are dying. One of my favorite uh, YouTube channels right now is um, oh, it's retail archaeology, and all they do is they, they he tours dead malls or dying malls specifically, but he he has gotten into a couple ones that are actually fully dead now, and it's so fucking weird and. And, and dystop it's a very boring dystopia, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, but like, I think that like, I mean, the, to me, the future is you still have malls, but you're wearing, because you've got your AR gear on now. And like, you're like, I, like this, this hit home to me from going to like cons and stuff where like, you want to go to the dealer room, but then you don't want to have to lug around all the shit and you, you can't exactly go back to your hotel. Cause that's a whole Uber ride back. So like, you got to now carry all this shit you bought around for the rest of the day with you. So like to me, going into a mall with my AR gear, I want to buy some pants. I just uh, touch the pants and then hit the little icon, pick my size, hit buy. My card's automatically charged, and those are shipping to my house right now. Mm -hmm. And then I walk on to the next store. I get a Froyo, and then I get, you know, to me, that's the future I want to live in. Um, and so I love the concept of that. Um, I don't know where AR is going now, especially post-COVID. Uh, that, that may have thrown a big wrench into that. Can I say mine? Mine would be deep fakes, which mine is, I guess, mm. like a much oh. more dystopian version of Ian's. Like, whereas Ian is, I mean, it's not that either of us is arguing for good or evil, but like, yeah, deep fakes, I think to me are the, <clears throat> the thing that best represents that in the last few years, because that is going to open up all new doors to just misinformation, disinformation, you know, like 
people are going to believe all sorts. Like, you think it's bad now, in other words. Well, I don't uh, have a whole ton of, like, a spiel to say on it. Tack on to that. The, uh, I may have told you guys this, but I just think this is cool. Is so a lot of people complained about the Luke Skywalker de-age deep fake. Uh, yeah. And uh, I still cried like a bitch. I mean, I oh, care. yeah, I did too, man. Um, <laughs> well, there was a guy on YouTube that's like been regarded as like one of the greatest deep fakers online. He put up a better version of that scene. Lucasfilm hired him. Nice. Yeah. That's good. So, that's good. So maybe. Right. In this instance, capitalism stopped some evil happening. Well, it's maybe. So, yeah. Well, sometimes in maybe. this instance. Yeah. But uh, overall, I'm not advocating capitalism. I'm just saying. A, a, no, no. I know. A broken clock is still right twice a yeah. day. Right. Yeah. I was going to say overarchingly, like what that means, though, kind of is just that. Uh, which is nothing that we didn't already know, but it's just like that deep fake stuff is being so like democratized that like anybody's going to be able to yeah. do it and do it well if they know enough about the technology and how to do it. So like I'm uh, as, as hopeful as I am for like the things that Ian talks about. And I genuinely am mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, there's also, yeah, that would, that would be my, <laughs> the what, other side what of that mountain. Creeps me. See, to me, there's not been an invention uh, in several years that's come out. That's really fun. I mean, I know I was raving about my amp, but that's just, I wasn't paying attention to amp technology. Um, yeah, as far as like some cool new tech, maybe VR, but even that is just like a better version of shit. I played as a kid. Like, right. We've always had VR. It's just really good now. Like that's, well, that's, that's why AR is so impressive because it's VR, but it interacts yeah. with the world around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to bet onto your deep fake thing. And, and we may have talked about this. I don't remember. Uh, did you see the Matt Stone and Trey Parker thing that they did like a, mm. a few months ago? <laughs> I think so. So the story behind that. Sassy justice. Sassy justice. Yes. I thought I was hoping there'd be more Dude, stuff. You need to see this, it's, man. Well, I can't remember. We should queue it up after we're done recording. Yeah. Okay. Because um, it's really fucking good. It's, is it South Park or is it like live action? It's, it's a side thing. So they okay. apparently they invested a bunch of money into a movie they wanted to make using all deep fake technology. So they bought like really good like deep fake, you know, software and computers okay. that could run it. Yeah, no, I haven't seen this. And uh, COVID happened so that that movie got fucking sidelined. So instead they're like, well, we got all this shit. So they put out this thing called Sassy Justice, and it is incredible. It is incredible. And so, yeah, after after we're done recording and everyone listening, go like YouTube Sassy Justice, because uh, if you if you want to get really if you want to be hilariously entertained and then also horrified at what now is possible at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's uh, I'm trying real hard. The deep fake stuff's impressive, but it's not like. There's still an uncanny valley there where you can tell that they're not, it's not real. Like, yeah, I mean, some of it's really fucking convincing, but some of it is still like there's weird things that pop up mm. where it's not it's not quite there yet. Maybe drone technology as far as photography goes. That was pretty mind blowing is that I can do some like crazy landscapes now. But mm. again, that's not like. I imagined that. Not saying I was like Da Vinciing ideas or anything, but I imagined that that could be possible. And it could have been possible in 2000. We had RC planes. We had cameras. You know, it's just a matter of making it smaller. Yeah. Um, so that it's not really like some new groundbreaking technology being 
introduced. Everything's just kind of, and like, yeah, the iPod was built on stuff before, but it was like, it was so mind blowing. Just any MP3 player, not even the iPod, just being able to plug something in. I mean, even the original iPod was fucking big. Mm -hmm. And, but still it was smaller than your CD case and CD player. Yeah. And it could hold, I think when it came out, they advertised a thousand songs. So it's like, it's fucking mind blowing as far as technology went. And I cannot think of a single new thing that's come out like that. That's like, holy fuck. I think like any, I think like, well, I was going to say like 4G, like the ability to have basically broadband internet speed on my phone. Also like we've got 5G. It works half the time. Well, I was just, I mean, to me, I I get pretty good service, but I I think that like, you know, like iPods were pretty big, uh, bump up but then like now spotify where i don't even have to go through the trouble yeah. of downloading it and shit spotify is a big one because it's but thankful to 4g technology and then 5g now is, is part of that but it's just like yeah now just you can you can download those songs so quick now i remember like when i first heard of mp3s i was still on a dial-up and i tried to download a green day song and it took i had to i had to leave my computer running for like a day for like a green day a, gr- a whole green day yeah and I ended up with one song and I listened to it two times. I go, cool. That's cool that you can do that now. And then now I don't even have to download it. I just search it yeah. while, while driving, which is not safe, but that's really when I'm on my phone on Spotify. And I'm like, let's get this going quick uh, so I can put this phone down and I'll put the, I'll pick the song and it just starts playing within seconds. And that's, that's pretty mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spotify's big one and good on Spotify. That's a company that just works. You know, if you pay your bill. Yeah. Yeah. I pay for Spotify. Yeah, same. Um, but it, it got me to stop pirating music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, it's easier just to pay the money than it is to go through yeah. the, the rigmarole yeah. of, of finding songs. And, you know, so and that's that's how you beat piracy is you just come up with a better business model than it, which is like, how do yeah. you beat free? Well, you make it easier. Yeah. Right. And do you know where Spotify is based out of? I think England, UK. Socialist Sweden. Wow. Mm. Yep. It's one example of like, you know, capitalism is supposed to be like, you know, it's great for innovation because everybody's got to compete for each other and there's like no social safety net. Sweden has found a way to have both a social safety net and have these incredibly successful companies like Spotify. So that's just, you know. Well, that's one thing that like, you know, it gets misrepresented a lot because, you know, Bernie loves to point to like the Scandinavian countries as a good model for how to do things. And everyone goes, oh, but they're socialists. But they're still like, they're a little socialist. They're still mostly capitalists. Like all of those countries are still like primarily capitalists. So when you look at like democratic socialism as a philosophy, it's still like more capitalist than not. Like. Yeah, it's to me, it's the difference between like, and we don't have to go too far into it, but like, but uh, it's the difference between like uh, here we have like rugged individualist capitalism kind of thing where it's like, you know, if you fail, you fail spectacularly. So like you better, you know, you fucking go for it, man. You put your everything into this, blah, blah, blah. There's no social safety net, though. So like if you fail, you fail over there. They have a social safety net so that it almost seems like it, it almost seems like the that the general like logic about capitalism and socialism doesn't make any sense, even though it is the general like knowledge of it. It seems like it would make sense. And it seems like it is the case that a stronger social safety net uh, actually like encourages innovation, because like if you fall, you don't fall that hard and you can get back up. And you can like, you know, try your next idea and well, things that, like that. That's one of the major selling points to me of UBI is that like, hey, you have this. No matter what, like, like,
you, if you if you happen to be a person who currently hates their job and would rather do something more independent, mm-hmm. but you're scared of what will happen if you just give up that that job security, well, having a um, you know a uh, you know no matter what, if I lose my job, I'm still going to get this money every month. That makes a lot of that more possible. And I think what that leads to is an overall better society because you've got more people doing things they want to doing things that are bettering um, their their communities and Mm -hmm. and, and the people around them than just people who just, again, clock in and then do a job they hate for eight hours because it's what they have to do. And I think that like we've reached a point with the internet. Now we can like, I get a lot of the criticisms of, of, uh, you know, early criticisms of socialism and how like, it, it, it's hard to pull off. But now that we have like a big enough infrastructure in the internet to where we can organize effectively and do like, ma- cal- you know, very calculated, you know, maths on the things mm-hmm. and see like, Hey, look, th- this is how to actually, like if we, if we manage resources correctly, we can take care of everybody. We can do it, mm-hmm. but we just don't want to, because that means people who are, five steps above everyone else have to now just be three steps above everyone else. And that's, that hurts their pride, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm fucking, well, we saw this last year. The infrastructure is there. I mean, yeah, there was problems with the unemployment system and all that. And yeah, there's still some people out there waiting on money, but overall it seemed to work. I mean, it was the first like hard straight. It was I'm a real hard fucking trial by fire stress test. It was mm-hmm. put under, but it overall, for the amount of fire it had to go through, uh, it seemed to overall withstand and seemed to work, at least in Tennessee. So the infrastructure is there. And to think like some people take that for granted, like Ian was saying, is like the infrastructure is there now. This past year showed it. That infrastructure wasn't there that long ago. I can't remember the exact year. But I want to say I had a friend that was on unemployment in 2012, 2013-ish. And he had to call like a number to check in. Like if you're on unemployment, you have to go and like do like your weekly work search. Yeah, you have to put it put in like three places you and I don't know to what extent uh, details you got to put in, but you got to like put in like Mm -hmm. a. Like, oh, I applied at this place. I applied Mm -hmm. at this place and this place. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had to call and do that once a week over the phone. Uh, When I've been on it once before and I was able to do it online, that was maybe 2015, maybe. Sometime around there. but it was like they had just gotten the internet system up. Mm-hmm. So not that long ago, they did not have that infrastructure. Can you imagine the COVID year if you had to have people calling week to week to go do their weekly certifications? It would have been a nightmare. No. And, you know, a lot uh, of like, yeah. Like a lot of the government's records are still on hard copy. Like yeah. a lot of their like older ones too. Yeah. Like I think like the, the big stories at least in the last like five, 10 years or so I've been on like, I think it's like the IRS or something is like mm-hmm. the worst about it or something. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of their old like copies, like which they're required to keep, you know, by law or whatever are just like a, you know, in, on paper mm-hmm. and they haven't digitized them. They're like way behind on doing it. Like, so it doesn't surprise me that like, even now, like as, as good as like, we're talking about it being like way better now than when you used to have to call them and do all that nonsense. 
but even now i bet it's not great like it's not no uh, it's like, not like great, i'm not arguing but it like, works I, it does work like it gets um it works as efficiently the as they want it to work right yeah yeah I, i've known a few people personally that didn't get either one or either of the government yeah checks, i, I know people me, still waiting on checks the, the more confusing one is that they didn't get one yeah they got one but yeah. not the other and yeah. that's more confusing to me because it's mm. like wait no somebody just clearly like fucked up here then well back when uh, i first got on unemployment back at the start of the pandemic uh i thought i was getting the runaround but it took from me filing to actually getting money i think it was like two months yeah, that was my, it's been yeah. a while, but I, I was I had to go on unemployment at one yeah. point. It took a while. Now, I will say they did back pay me. They yeah, paid me yeah, the, yeah. when I got like that was nice. Yeah, it was like <laughs> I suddenly like was I'd been broke for like two whole months and yeah. then suddenly got a big swell yeah. of money. Dude, I had the exact same mm. thing. Like I had nine months of gigs cancel and uh, and some of those I had to refund deposits to. So, and uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was broke as fuck. Thankfully, there was nothing to do <laughs> except pay rent and bills. But uh, yeah, once I got there, it was nice. I had like four grand or something just dropped into my account. It was like four grand and then like two grand the next week. It was like, what the fuck? Those are, and it was weird because there was nothing to do at all. So I was like, well, I guess I'll order a shelf and build it. Yeah. But uh yeah, anyway, we're digressing. It's time to wrap this up anyway. But <laughs> um yeah, what do you guys want to plug as we go out here? Uh yeah, do you want to do yours or you want me to just do them? Um <laughs> well I got I got uh, I got one. I got a show coming up on August 13th. That's Friday the 13th in August. It is the Dark Comedy show is back. Um it's got a stacked lineup um full of really really good like honestly this was always kind of a side thing that was like in dark rooms and late at night and the fact that now that it's like oh we're at jj's and it's gonna be like there's actually good people makes me a little nervous because this is the show where we're supposed to we're like they're talking they're thinking about maybe collecting phones and not letting you have your phone during the show because people i'm gonna ruin my life at this show i'm gonna say something you can it's worth the, the cover charge alone to see me do this in real time where I ruin uh, the rest of my life, my credibility, my, my future in comedy, my dating life, all that's going out the window after this. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get very dark. I'm going to get very dark. That's the best way I know to put it. And um, it's uh, there's tickets. You can, you can pre-order tickets. I think it's seven bucks. If you pre-order 10 at the door, um, I thought it was more expensive. I think they may have lowered that because that seemed a little high, uh, <laughs> but uh, you, I, you know, search around through the various local comedy channels. I don't know exactly. I think it's on Eventbrite, but I don't have the link. So um, I'm just on it. I didn't book it. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, it's going to be a good time. Uh, so can yeah. we expect a link on your Twitter to the, uh, the Eventbrite ticket? Sure. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. That'll be fun. I'll do that. Yeah, right. Send now. it to me. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So yeah, Ian, follow Ian on Twitter, get that link, um, you know, follow him. Just like he does a lot of shows around town, like kind of every week or every week at i am sharp official uh follow him on instagram at scenic city slaughter or scenic city's laughter if yeah. you will uh follow me on twitter and instagram at darth plato exactly like it sounds uh follow the show please on both uh, we're starting to put up a lot of new stuff there like we're gonna like kind of deck it out a little bit more so that's at in chaos we pod on both the tweets and insta 
And then again, as usual, follow Brew Chat on both. Um, that is the network that we are on. They uh, we pretty much owe them everything we have. So yeah. And uh, yeah, some let us know. I'm toying with this idea of doing like a master RSS feed for as we shift into a network. Um, you'll still be able to find us on the regular. If you're subscribed to us, you got absolutely nothing to worry about. But I'm toying with the idea of doing like a master feed that you can subscribe to that would have all of the shows. So you only have to subscribe to one feed and it would pull everything or I can just they'll always be separate. I don't know if people would be interested in that, but let us know. Uh, and then as usual, get on down to Riverside Wine and Spirits, Merchants on Main, and Hopped Up Network at the hoppedupnetwork.com and brewchat.com. We've got some some shites. Go buy some shites. Support the show. And uh, yeah, that's brewchat.com slash store. And yeah, shit's still fucked, guys. This has been episode 42 of In Chaos We Trust. Mm-hmm.